All right, we're going to get started. All right, we started a series last week. It's on the screen. What's the name of it? Bullies in my brain, right? We're talking through some different issues and things uh, that we maybe face as a society, but particularly uh, your generation and my generation, uh, we, we tend to face some issues. And so for the next few weeks, we are going to, to dive into some of these issues. And uh, it will get us all the way up until Christmas. So as long as you're hanging out with us until Christmas, uh, then you'll get to hear all of them. But uh, we talked about uh, last week, or last time we were together, we talked about addiction. And tonight we're going to talk about anxiety. And I share with you a little bit of my heart of why these things are important to me. I shared with you some statistics a couple weeks ago that about 60% of your generation uh, is going to struggle with their mental health at some point. About 90% of your generation uh, is worried about the future. Uh, and so it's, it's really important to me. When I look at all of your faces, when I see you on a Wednesday night, it's for me to think that many of you will struggle with your mental health and that many of you are even worried right now about the future, it's burdensome to me. And so I want to talk about these things because I think it's important for us to really see what the Bible has to teach about these issues and really figure out how do we look at these and have the right perspective uh, when it comes to these issues in our life. And if no one sold you today, I love you and I care about you. And so we're going to have some of these conversations tonight. Uh, the other reason why I wanted to talk through some of these things is because I share with you that whenever I read the Bible, and I hope that you on your own individually spend time in God's Word, and when you do, when you read the Bible, you're not going to find a bunch of perfect people. You're not going to find a bunch of people who never struggle with depression. You're not going to find a bunch of people who never uh, struggle with different things in their life. And so as we struggle, we want to do that with the right perspective. We want to do that well so that we can struggle well in our walk uh, with the Lord. So we're going to talk through some of these issues. And I've reminded us every week, and we're going to keep reading this passage every week, Romans 12, verse 2, and it says this, do not be conformed to this world, but be what? Transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may know or discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. And so I want us to be a community that consistently renews our minds so that we can know what is good, what is acceptable, what is perfect. And so I want us to talk a little bit about anxiety tonight. All right. I said the word anxiety. Does that make anybody a little bit anxious? A little bit on edge? Like, oh no, what are we about to talk about? What's going on? Everybody take a deep breath. Breathe in. And breathe out. You're feeling emotional? It's okay, dude. It's all right. Oh, I will get emotional tonight. Okay? And that's okay. It's all right to be emotional. Emotions are good. All right. Anxiety or worry or depression uh, or, or just things that we might say like are overwhelmingly common in our world today. For you to hear this phrase, or to hear, or even to say something like this, you would say maybe, I'm anxious about this test coming up tomorrow. You guys started back school Monday after a little bit of a break. Anybody a little bit anxious getting back into school? You know, maybe just some real low level, just a little bit worried, anxious. Maybe you would say something like this, or hear something. I'm worried about this relationship in my life. Most of you, I hope, are not dating right now, but if you are, maybe that's a little bit of worry in your life. For many of you, I would imagine the worry... Up here, look at me, look at me. The worry about relationships or maybe with a sibling. Somebody even mentioned that your siblings are a little bit annoying. Like you're worried about the tension in your relationship with your teacher at school or your parent. Or what about this one? I'm concerned about this person. Maybe it's like genuine. I, Pastor Dana said it and I, I think it's a great concern. It's just like a Christian way of saying anxiety. 
I'm concerned. I'm, I'm, I'm very concerned about this person or the issue. Or maybe even you would say this about yourself, or you've heard people say this as just saying, I'm depressed. The past week, when I was in um, on vacation for Thanksgiving, I went to a place that was like an all-inclusive uh, resort, like a place. Has anybody ever been to one of these things? Like, you go and, like, everything's included. I went to this place where I did not have to worry about what I was going to eat or drink or anything. Like, the whole day was covered for me, and, like, everything was there, and it was amazing. And yet, I still found myself feeling anxious about things. I still found myself worried or concerned about different things going on in my world. And Jesus has a little bit to say about this in Matthew chapter 6. Look at what he says. I want to read this whole passage right here. Follow along with me. It'll be up on the screen for you. It says, therefore, I tell you, do not be anxious about what? Life. What you're going to eat, what you're going to drink, or about your body, what you will put on. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air. They neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? Jesus is saying, hey, listen, God feeds the birds of the earth. Don't you know that he will provide for you? And which of you being anxious can even add a single hour of his span of life? And why are you anxious about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. Yet I tell you that even Solomon in all of his glory was not arrayed like one of these. And if God so clothes the grass of the field, which was today is alive and tomorrow is thrown in the oven, Will he not much more clothe you? And then Jesus says, O you of little faith. Then he says, Therefore, do not be anxious, saying, What will we eat? What will we drink? What will we wear? For the Gentiles seek after these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them all. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all of these things will be added to you. Therefore, do not be anxious about tomorrow, for tomorrow will be anxious for itself. Sufficient for today is its own trouble. Jesus gives us a very good principle in life. He says, don't be anxious. Now listen, in life, when we're going through something, when we're dealing with something, uh, you know, maybe an issue, and somebody just comes up to you and he says, don't do that. Does that usually work for you guys? So, okay, some, like, but what if it's Jesus telling you to not do it? Okay, maybe a little bit, right? But a lot of times, that you're like, just don't do that. Okay, I'm not, just not going to do that. When it comes to being anxious or worrying or concerned or, or feeling those feelings in our life, to just say, well, I'm just not going to do that, might be a little bit hard in our life, might be a little bit difficult. And so I want us to focus in on a passage tonight where Paul takes a principle directly from Jesus and gives us some ways to apply it. So we're going to look at Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 and 7. And we're really going to kind of anchor in this text. We'll see it up on the screen a few different times tonight. And this is what Paul says to the church in Philippi in verses 6 and 7 of chapter 4 of Philippians. It says this, Do not be anxious about anything. Jesus said, Do not be anxious about your life, what you're going to eat, what you're going to drink, what you're going to wear. Paul takes it a little bit farther. He says, Don't be anxious about anything. Just don't be anxious. Paul doesn't stop there, though. He gives us a little bit. He says, But in everything, by prayer and supplication with what? What's it say on the screen? Say it loud. Thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Here's what I want you to write down in your card. It's the first thing I want you to write down. The reason we have these things in the Bible for us to see, for us to read about, and for to get these commands to not be anxious multiple times, 
is because anxiety or anxiousness is universal. I believe every one of us on some level, and for some of us that's very, very little, for some of us it might be very, very overwhelming, we are going to experience some level of, of worry, of, of being concerned, of, of anxiety. We all get stressed in different ways. And Paul tells us, do not be anxious about anything. I just share with you a little bit of my own life. I find myself having anxiety about all sorts of things. This past week, my car battery died. So I drive a, a manual car, and so I just parked uphill everywhere. And so I can roll start my car every time. And I got out here in the parking lot, and I got to the bottom of the hill, and my car didn't start. And so I'm like freaking out. I, I don't have the ability to push my car up the hill. And so I'm trying to figure out ways to, to figure out the solution. And I'm anxious. I'm worried. I'm concerned. I need to go pick my kids up from school. I mean, so many things in life we can get anxious about. We can get worried. And when that happens, it's easy for us to begin to think, I'm the only one. That day in the parking lot, my thought was, I'm the only one with car troubles in the parking lot of the church right now, and nobody cares. It's just me out here trying to figure out how to start my car. I'm worried. I don't know how to get my kids from school. I'm alone. I'm isolated. I'm by myself, and I'm anxious. And when you begin to have those feelings in your life, you might feel the same thing. You might feel anxious, and you might feel like, it's just me. Nobody else has these feelings. But I want you to know, every single one of us, on some level, again, some of that might be very, very little, some of that might be very overwhelming. We all understand, to some extent, some level of anxiety. And we have different levels of that. Like, for some of you, you might, you might, I use this example with our high school. It's not the greatest example. I'm going to use it with you guys anyways. Like, when you're driving down the road, and you see, like, a car accident on the side of the road. Maybe just, like, a little bump up, something happened at the, at the traffic circle. And you look out the window, and it has nothing to do with your life. Literally no impact on your life, but you see it, and you just get like a little bit stressed out. You get a little bit anxious, like, what happened? Is everyone okay? Is everybody fine? Is everything going to be okay? Does anybody ever have those feelings when you, when you go through, and you see a, you know, like an accident on the side of the road? You might feel that. Just like a little bit of stress, a little bit of worry. Maybe for some of you, it's, uh, you it is a school thing, an academic. I know like academics can be really hard on you at sometimes. It can be really rigorous. And so you know you have a big test coming up. And you put in the work, you put in the study, right, Blake? You put in the work to study for the test, and yet you are worried that you're not going to do well on the test. They might feel that pressure sometimes. You're worried. You, now listen, if you're not studying, I see you, I see you. And if you're not studying, if you're not studying at all, no mercy, okay? You just fail the test. It's just the consequence, okay? But you study. You put in the work. You paid attention in class. You studied the night before. And it's come time for the test, and you're worried. You're, you get, you're feeling that anxiety about it. There may be some of you that you get to a situation in your life. I know that happens to me a lot. Where maybe you read a text late at night or you talk to your parents about something. Or for me, a lot of times it's reading an email. And I, like, won't sleep. Like, I, I'm losing sleep over some issue in my life that I'm just really worried about or frustrated about. And, and I find myself just kind of sitting in my bed saying, okay, I'm going to go to sleep now. And my eyes are, like, wide open. There's no sleep happening. For some of you, it, it genuinely might get to the point where you feel overwhelmed. You would say, Alan, I get to these moments, I can't even function. I literally just break down, I can't get out of the car, I just sit there with my mom and my dad, and I just feel overwhelmed with anxiety and worry in my life. We all fall somewhere on that level of feeling anxious. And no matter where you fall in that, I want you to know you're not alone in that. You are here with a community of people who love you, who care about you, with 
smarter creators would love to, to talk with you in those moments where you're feeling anxious or you're feeling worried. So, if it's universal, let's figure out what are we going to do with that. Paul says, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, what? Use the word prayer and petition or supplication. That's a good, you've been reading it in the NIV over there. Yeah, prayer and supplication. What is, where's one of my small group at? So, like, what is supplication? Oh my goodness, we literally pray prayers of supplication every week. Somebody from my small group, where's my small group? Jareth. Jareth, what's, stand up, say it loud. What is supplication? Yeah, Lord, supply me with, right? Supplication, supply. Uh, so we're going to God and we're, we're praying to God and we're asking him to supply. So Paul says, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, prayer. Prayer is, what is, there, what is your praying? Prayer is how we fight the battle. Prayer is how we're going to fight the battle of anxiety in our life. It should be the first thing we turn to when we begin feeling anxious. When you see that, that accident or anything in your life that gives you that low-level stress, it doesn't have anything to, to apply to you, but you just, you're feeling anxious about it, pray about it. When, you, when you've done the studying, you've done the work to, to really put in for a test, and yet you wake up the next morning, your test is in your first block at your school, and you're worried about it, don't. Pray about it. Go to God and say, God, I've put in the work. Help me remember the stuff that I studied, Lord. Help me to not feel anxious or worried about this. When you get in those moments where, you're, where you can't go to sleep at night because you're, you're feeling so anxious, pray about it. Go to God in prayer. And you get those moments where you're feeling overwhelmed, pray about it. If you can't pray, ask somebody to come and pray with you. Paul says, do not be anxious about anything but through prayer and supplication. And there are moments, so many of us in our life, that we are in a situation, we're around people, we're, we're, we're going through something, and we honestly need to be better at just stopping whatever that is, walking out of the room, and literally just getting down on our knees and praying to God. To just sit there for a moment and say, God, I need you. Paul, Paul says, you can give me peace, and I need peace in my life. And just take a minute and pray to him in those moments where we're feeling anxious or frustrated in our life. Just get away and just pray. And for this to be something that's going to work in our life, we have to do that and really force ourselves into doing that as first thing. In our society, in our culture, praying is not the first thing we turn to. We eventually turn to prayer as a society a lot of times, but it's not the first thing. So I want to encourage you. In those moments where you're worried, even tonight on your way home, if you start to feel anxious about something, say, hey, Mom, tonight, Alan told us that when we're worried about something, we should pray. And I'm worried about this. Let's pray right now. And just do it. Just pray right there. Wherever you are, make that a habit. I think it will take time. But over time, we can really train ourselves to make prayer the first thing that we turn to whenever we are worried, when we're concerned. All right, so we're in this battle. All of us are in it because anxiety is universal. Prayer is how we're going to fight this battle. And I want you to know what, what the weapon that we're going to use is gratitude, okay? Thankfulness. Gratitude is going to be our weapon. Paul says, uh, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, prayer and supplication with, say it loud, with what? Thanksgiving. Make your requests known to God. With gratitude, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. When we get in those moments where we're worried, we're concerned 
and we're feeling overwhelmed about all the things happening in our life, when we start to give God thanks, it's because we're, we're thanking Him and reminding ourselves of what is already true in our life. Right? You, did, you guys got up on stage tonight during worship and you say, God, I want to thank you for my family. I want to thank you for my friends. I want to thank you for the things that you've brought in my life for our church, for the ability to come to you through all those things. You gave you thanks to God. Those are things that are true in your life. And so to have gratitude, to have thankfulness, means that we sit before God in prayer. And we say, God, I'm really feeling overwhelmed right now. I'm really feeling anxious and worried. But God, I wanted you to know that I'm thankful for my family. That I'm thankful for my friends. God, I don't know what's going on over here in this wreck, but God, I'm thankful for you right now that you put me in a car that's safe. God, I don't know what I'm going to make on this test, but I know last week you came through. You helped me remember the stuff that I needed in my life. And I want to thank you for, for making that true in my life. To give God thankfulness, to give Him gratitude for all the things that He's done in our life. That when we pray, in prayer and supplication, we have to do that with thanksgiving. I was looking into this a little bit because I've heard pastors talk about this all the time, and I was like, I want to make sure it's like legitimate before I, I say this to you guys. But I looked it up. There was a study done in 2004 uh, by these two guys at some random school. It wasn't random. I just didn't write the name of the school down. But they did this study that showed that gratitude and anxiety cannot exist in our brain at the same time. That, like, when you have thankfulness and gratitude, uh, your body, your brain, like, releases this, it's like, yeah, I don't know what, cortisol or something like that? I don't know. I don't remember exactly what it was. Actually, I wrote it down right here. In their research, they found that gratitude lessens stress, and after conducting an experiment, the participants who practiced gratitude showed a reduction of the level of cortisol, also known as the stress hormone. So that whenever we're, we're thankful and we show gratitude, that we can't be completely anxious and completely thankful at the same time. Our brains don't really know how to compute that. And I love the way that science kind of goes into this. This was not a Christian study at all. Uh, this was just a, a generic study of the human brain. And I love how this goes because Paul, thousands of years before this, said, hey, don't be anxious. Oh, and since you're not going to be anxious, what I want you to do is I want you to pray with thanksgiving. I want you to have gratitude. I want you to be thankful. Paul, under, unknowingly, inspired by the Holy Spirit, knew that if we pray with grateful hearts that we can't be both anxious and grateful at the same time. It's a beautiful thing. So prayer is the battle that we're going to fight. We need to go to that. We're going to fight the battle with prayer. Fight the battle with prayer. We're going to do that with grateful hearts, with gratitude in our life, reminding ourselves and giving thanks to God of all the things in our life. So that's the battle we're fighting, and that's the weapon that we're going to use. What is our victory? What is the victory of the battle? How do we know that, that we have fought the battle of anxiety, that we've spent time in prayer with gratitude, as our weapon, what is the victory? I want to take a stab, I guess. What is the what is the victory? Peace, right? It's on the screen right now, isn't it? Yeah, that's right. You guys can read. Let's go. All right. Peace is our victory. With thanksgiving, make your request be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding. I would argue that the opposite of anxiety is peace. If you're feeling anxious about something because you don't have peace about it, if you're worried about something it's because there's no peace in your life, if you're feeling overwhelmed, it's because your whole life feels like you're in a storm. The, the waves are crashing around you and you do not have peace. And so we pray to God 
We go to Him in prayer. We ask Him to supply every need in our life. We do that with grateful hearts. With thanksgiving, we make our requests known to Him. And we ask Him for peace. And the peace that God gives, it's not just like, oh, everything's butterflies and rainbows and calm in my life. No. He says it's a peace that passes, surpasses all understanding. It's a peace that doesn't even make sense. Have you ever known somebody like this? That you're like, dude, you should not have peace in your life right now. You should be worried. You should be anxious. You should be frustrated. And you're like, no, dude, I got peace. God has given me peace in this moment. I have peace that surpasses every understanding. It's a peace that does not even make sense. I shouldn't have peace right now, but God has bestowed that on me. Listen, on the road to to kind of fighting the, the battle of anxiety, I'm with you. Just like we talked about a couple weeks ago, I'm not preaching these things to you because I've completely figured them out. I'm free of it in my life. I'm, I'm talking about these things. I think they're important. And I'm with you on the road to, to fighting these feelings of anxiousness. I'm concerned about the levels of anxiety I see in our world and in our youth group, honestly. And so the question I hope you can wrestle with a little bit in your group tonight is this. If I'm feeling anxious or worried or even if you, you might use or, or use the word depressed about yourself, what can I do to break that stronghold in my life? When you get those moments where you're feeling anxious, where you're feeling worried, I want you to know that when it comes to fighting feelings of anxiousness and worry and depression in your life, it is just like addiction that we talked about a couple weeks ago. It's a twofold battle. I didn't know this when I wrote last week's sermon, but as I was preparing this one in, in Philippians 4, rolled out like this, he, he finishes with this, And the peace of God which surpasses all understandings will guard your hearts and your minds. Paul uses this language too because I think it is a twofold battle. We talked a little bit about this a couple weeks ago, but I want to kind of reiterate. I want you to write down your card because I know in my small group, my guys really struggle to, to give me the difference. So I want you to write these things down, all right? When it comes to our mind, when we fight this battle with our mind, because a lot of the things we're talking about in this series are things going on up here in our brain, things that we think about, thoughts we think about all the time. It takes a long time to like train our brain, to remap our brain, to for our brain to heal and for our brain to think differently. It takes some time. Okay, It's not going to happen overnight. It's not going to just happen in a moment. I think our mind is shaped and healed over time. And I'm going to be honest with you, and you may not like this, and that's okay. For many of us in this room, maybe not many, but for some of us in this room, the fighting the feelings of anxiety and anxiousness in our life may be a lifelong battle. You may never be a person who's just never anxious about anything. And so praying consistently and fighting this battle is, is important that we begin to do that now as a middle schooler so that anxiety doesn't really take over our life. That's the battle of our mind. It takes time to be gracious with yourself. And then there's our heart. I shared with you a few weeks ago uh, about this, but Ezekiel 36, he says that he will take our heart of stone and give us a heart of flesh. I believe that. When, when we're operating under the forgiveness of, of sins from Jesus in relationship with God, that he gives us a new heart. And that each and every day as we submit our lives to him, he heals us over and over, every day, always, constantly. As we submit ourselves to him, he creates in us. Uh, David, the psalmist, he, he got before God, he says, Create in me a new heart, O God. Restore a right spirit within me in Psalm 52. It's important that for our heart, to, sit, to know our desires, our hearts, our feelings can be made new 
moment as we submit those before God. They can be adapted by new boundaries and new habits, but the battle of our hearts is a daily battle. Every day we wake up and we we get before God and say, God, you are king of my life. God, my desires are going to be wrong today. My desires are going to take me down a bad path. But God, I submit them to you. God, create in me that clean heart. We fight this battle of flesh and spirit every day, knowing that one day we will win when we see Jesus face to face. Because Romans 12, 2, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, so that by testing you may know, you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable I want to, before we jump into our groups, I want to do something real quick. For many of you in the room, you might be like, Alan, I don't really feel anxious, like, much at all. It's very, like, low level. I do get worried every now and then, but, like, it's not really a big thing in my life. I want you to really embrace your group tonight and talk a lot, uh, but that's good. I'm glad. Some of you might be like, I, I do get, like, a little bit anxious. Some of you might be like, there are many nights I lose sleep. I get really stressed out. And some of you might get to those moments of feeling, being overwhelmed in your life. I want your first option always to be prayer. That's kind of the method that we talk through tonight. We're praying about it. I also want you to know you've got at least two adults, maybe three, something like four adults in your small group, who love you, who care about you, and would love to support you. So if you're feeling overwhelmed, talk to your small group leader about it. Talk to your parents about it. They would also love to, to be there with you in that battle. But at times, praying about things, praying over and over, talking to a trusted adult, a trusted leader, might not be enough. I'm just being honest with you. Sometimes the struggle is real. And so I want to just introduce you to a couple people tonight. This is Mr. Steve and Miss Aaron. Will you just wave, wave at these guys? Say, hey. All right, so our church has a thing called the Counseling Center. Some of you may go there and some of you may actually recognize their faces. But listen, our church believes that God has wired us in a way that sometimes we need to talk to somebody who understands our brain a little bit better. And these guys work at our Counseling Center. And so if you're like, you get to talking to your small group leader tonight and you say, hey, I do feel pretty overwhelmed pretty consistently, I want you to know that our church wants to help you. And our church has some people who are licensed trained therapists, whether they're pastoral counselors or licensed therapists who want to talk to you and help you through some of those struggles. Uh, a ton of, of, like even my family, a lot of us go uh, and see people over there. And so I wanted to put a face with the Counseling Center, but it's something our church really believes in and would love to, to help you uh, in that journey. Uh, I want you to begin with prayer. I want you to talk to your smart leaders, talk to your parents about it, and at times you, you may need to go and, and talk to someone who knows our brains a little bit better that God has gifted in very special and unique ways. Can you thank Mr. Steve and Ms. Aaron for being here tonight? They're here. They're going to be around for a little bit. But here's what I want to do. I want to pray for you, and I'm going to send you into your groups so you guys can dig into some discussion. Let's pray.